the development office or your advancement teams need to be the most popular people in your school. You need to be the kind of people who people can relate to, are not intimidated by, but are respected and have a good grasp on the vision for the school and have, have an understanding of all the different stakeholders and why each of them are important. Welcome to PrismaCast, the podcast of Prisma Center for Jewish Day Schools. My name is Rachel Dratch, Associate Director of Educational Innovation here at Prisma, and this podcast is part of an amazing series called Startup Day School, envisioned and produced by Mr. Josh Gold, who is not only the middle school principal at the Hafter School in Lawrence, New York, but is also pursuing a doctorate at Yeshiva University. Without further ado, here's Josh with Startup Day School. Welcome back to the Startup Day School. My name is Joshua Gold. So good to have everyone back with us. Uh, my two guests today are uh, very accomplished and interesting. We look forward to a great conversation about institutional advancement at schools. Uh, my, guest, my first guest is Stephanie Bash-Sudri, the Director of Institutional Advancement at Golda Ock Academy in New Jersey. And also joining us, our second guest is Mandy Miller, uh, the Director of Institutional Advancement at Beth Tefilla Dahan Community School and Congregation. Uh, we are so privileged to have both of you with us for this very important conversation. And I think to jump in, we'd love to frame the conversation by asking, what is institutional advancement? Wow, thank you, Josh. Uh, that's such a great question. I think um, institutional advancement, it's really um, the combination of um, development, marketing, and admissions at Jewish Day School, and how these three really critically important departments work together to further the mission of our schools. Mm -hmm. Mandy, how would you frame it? I would echo what Stephanie said, and I think as our Jewish Day Schools professionalize themselves even more, like our peer independent schools and even college advancement offices, moving into the model of institutional advancement really seems to be um, a popular destination. We, we are schools at our core and we have incredibly talented academic leaders. That being said, we also have leaders in our schools that serve very critical functions in leading our admissions, marketing and development efforts. And the institutional advancement team model um, brings them together to have a cohesive voice to help better position the school and move us forward. So to that point, Mandy or Stephanie, what does that team model look like? And what role does, if there is a director of institutional advancement, what role do they play in that team? Well, I would say that um, the, the director of institutional advancement really pulls together all of these teams and makes sure that they're all working together to have a cohesive message and mission and program so that they're presenting the school in the best light possible to all of our constituencies, whether they're prospective parents or donors or the community. Um, so it's really just bringing these all of these groups together to, you know, to forward what the school is trying to accomplish. Right. What we've learned in our relationships with other advancement or development directors is that every school culture is different. Every school staff is different. So in some schools, your institutional advancement director may officially supervise all the members of its institutional advancement team, meaning supervising the development director, admissions director, marketing director. And in some schools, the advancement director may just convene the team of people and set the agenda. So it really depends on the school, it depends on 
um, the head, head of schools philosophy. It depends on how long those leadership staff positions have had people in their seats and what the dynamic is of the school. Right. So let's say I'm not in one of those like particular departments. Let's say I'm a faculty member. I might be a teacher, someone else who might not be in one of those uh, departments that you had mentioned. Aren't I working to advance the institution too? So like what role would I play if I'm not in the marketing department, in the department of development? How do I feel involved in this process too? And it's in, it, when, when the institutional advancement's in like its highest form. So, I mean, I would say that you're absolutely right, Josh. Every single member of our school's faculty and administration is a member of the advancement team because really the, the, um, the people who are in the front lines of delivering the best pro, you know, the program that the, um, what, what the school excels for is they're the best representatives of, you know, the greatness of each school. Right. So I know that like when I'm, you know, when we're, I'm taking donors for visits or we're bringing prospective families around the school, we're, you know, wanting to showcase all the best of what our faculty are, you know, doing in the classroom. So, so by extension, you know, every one of us is a member of the advancement team. Right, right. What about you at your school, Mandy? I would echo that. And I would also say that we ask our faculty and staff when they're in their own personal lives to always have their best to fill a hat on and be ambassadors for the school, mm -hmm. to speak positively about their experience as staff in the school and to encourage people to come and take a look at us if they haven't before. We have a fairly robust staff campaign, meaning we actually solicit our staff to support the annual campaign. And our, our goal in any given year is to reach 100%. And we're pretty close to that. And the statement of the staff annual campaign is to say that, yes, you give your blood, sweat, and tears through your job at Beth mm. Villa, but we also want you to support the school as one of your sedakas or charities. We have many non-Jewish staff. And, um, people feel more vested when they're a part of what the school's doing and um, take a lot of pride in the fact that they support with their, with their resources as well as their time. Right. How, how does mission and vision of the school factor into this process? Because obviously we want every faculty member to be rah-rah about the school and we want that to certainly be authentic. We don't want it to feel like it's, uh, you know, like it's inauthentic, right? But at the same time, like, is it important to have sort of like a clear mission of what we're after? Like, are we about collaboration? Are we about holistic student support? Are we about, you know, teachers with progressive uh, pedagogy? Are we about um, a Montessori model? Whatever it is, is it important to have like a clear message that teachers are aligned on and sort of galvanized behind? Um, and if that isn't the case, does that hurt the institutional advancement process? I would say absolutely. It's critical for us to be aligned, but as a school that caters to two-year-olds to 12th graders, that can look different in each division. What mm. looks warm and inviting and um, inclusive in preschool feels di very different than it does in high school. But throughout twos through 12th grade, we pride ourselves on being a diverse Jewish community of people who care and value traditional Judaism. Mm -hmm. And um, certain values permeate every corner of the school, including things like Derech Eretz being just on everybody's tongue as that that is the cornerstone of who we are, whether you're a two-year-old teacher, whether you're a 12th grade teacher, or whether you are support staff or whether you are a principal, that's who we are. And I imagine, you know, in the best, any organization, but certainly schools, every decision that the school makes, uh, whether it's financial resource allocation, spatial resource allocation, personnel, uh, you know, resource allocation, 
every one of those decisions should be able to be clearly pointed to to say that's how it aligns with our mission, right? And I imagine that when you're advancing an institution, when that's sort of your mindset, if it's not real tight, I imagine it's very, it's not as efficient as it could be. So how do you sort of like galvanize everyone around a mission in that way? How, to have, how have you engaged in that kind of work? Well, you know, I want to address the question that you just had before about the mission. And I do, I mean, at my school, Goldock Academy, we have, our mission is to nurture the unique potential of each student through an exceptional Jewish and general studies education. And, you know, we do this for our K to 12th grade students. Um, and really, that is the core of what we're trying to do. It's, you know, to bring out the best in every student through right. the excellent, you know, Judaic and general studies education. Right. In terms of like how to get there, I mean, <clears throat> our school did um, adopt a strategic plan in 2019 mm -hmm. by the trustees, and it has pillars that are, you know, what we are trying to accomplish. And um, in addition, you know, we also have really core values of our school, like um, Torah Lishma, love of learning, Tikilah, um, community, Kavod, respect, Jewish life and learning, Tikkun Olam, and Ahavat Yisrael. Mm -hmm. so really, I think we, these are guiding vision principles that you know, you can really see throughout our school. I mean, they're actually even on the walls at our Wolf Lower School campus, uh, where our pre-K to fifth grade students are. And so you can, th these values come alive really every day. Like I can point to different moments where I'm, you know, I'm seeing, um, you know, the community coming together or I'm seeing, you know, the love of learning and, um, you know, tikkun olam through the, we're having, um, you know, a Thanksgiving uh, mitzvah project. So, I mean, these are, you know, um, I think the job of the advancement team is really to make the mission come alive, I would right. say. Um, right, right. And to that end, it, you know, it, it's good practice for schools to be reevaluating and revisiting the mission consistently, not every day, right? I thought when you asked that question, you might have looked at our website recently, which has our pretty vanilla mission statement <laughs> on, on our website. And um, our board of trustees recently um, commented on the fact that it just does not reflect who we are. And so the board and our staff are currently going through a process of rewriting our mission statement to number one, make it much more succinct and, um, and focused. And the other is to do exactly what Stephanie said, which is to really highlight the top eight or 10 values that reflect our school. Right. So that visually it's something you can take in more easily than paragraph after paragraph and um, also allows you to highlight the, the Jewish values that are lived and breathed in our school every day. Right. So thank you for pointing out the diligence of my research, uh, which is always pervasive in these podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, Josh, yeah, I was, I just want to say, I was struck by what you said about how do, how do we get everyone to be, you know, galvanized or aligned around these, you know, mission. And I think, I mean, that's really like what happens, um, you know, every day with the, you know, um, the administration or how we, you know, tell stories about our school, how we kind of remind everyone what's the, you know, the core purpose of why we're there. Right. I think this, you know, this time of COVID-19 has really, um, I think, um, brought everyone together to really, you know, um, work so hard to bring this, you know, the full school experience to our students because it, you know, it has been very, very challenging. Right. It's, it's really, I, I think it's so impressive how faculty members at our school and at Jewish day schools around the country have really, um, you know, mobilized to serve the needs of students and families. Totally. So it's really been so exceptional. And I think part of the job of my team has been to tell the story. You know, mm -hmm. I think 
we're all storytellers as advancement professionals, you know, talking about the amazing outcomes of Jewish day schools and how amazing the alumni are. I know, you know, alumni relations is a big part of what I do. Right. Uh, you know, creating, um, you know, the, our alumni are amazing ambassadors. Mm -hmm. so it's wonderful, you know, to see them out in the world and talking about the benefits of their Jewish day school education. And to your point, telling the story is such an important piece of this. You know, um, it, I think that when you you know better than I do, but alumni relations, when alumni feel like we're you know checking in with them only for uh, support, right, financial support, that's not what we're after. We want them to be active members and, and supporters and and partners in this process. And the only way we do that is by telling the story of who we are, where we want to go. And to your point, Mandy, there's this great uh, YouTube clip. You could look it up by the Heath brothers. They're these like social psychologists who I, I just love. I think they're amazing uh, teachers of teaching too. They're all about how we get messages to stick with both students and our, you know, other folks, adults too. And one of the things they talk about is how mission statements so often, to your point, Mandy, get vanillaized, right? And how you can start off with a very potent uh, and concentrated and narrowly focused mission statement that really cuts to the core of what you're doing. Like they give the example of like, there's this, uh, this pizza place, right? And their mission statement starts off like, we serve the best darn pizza around. This really like it cuts right to what we do. That's what we do, right? And then once it gets to like the, the board level, we start talking about it. Someone throws in, well, we don't just serve pizza. I mean, we also have pasta. So how could we leave pasta out? Okay, so we'll call it Italian food. We serve the best Italian food. I mean, do we know we serve the best? So all right, we serve good Italian food. And then someone jumps in, well, it's a family friendly atmosphere. We got to put that in too, right? And it's like, all right, so we serve good Italian food in a family friendly restaurant. And someone's like, well, you got to throw integrity in there too, right? It's like, who could go wrong? Who could argue with integrity? And by, and all of a sudden now we went from just like this really uh, cutting, like really, really got right to the point mission statement. to now we have this very bland thing that really doesn't mean anything to anybody, right? And so I think reevaluating re it and revisiting it, you know, semi-frequently is so important. But the question I have for you both is, who should be involved in that process, right? How collaborative should the setting of the mission and the establishment of the mission be in the sense of like, you know, you can get sometimes too collaborative. Do we want community stakeholders? How does a director of institutional advancement also sort of bring in communal leaders, communal, communal institutions, folks who are in the community in addition to the school so they feel connected to the school as well. And we're really broadening the, the umbrella with which we're operating. I know for us, the, the taking a look at our mission statement is in preparation for really going forward with a, a new and refreshed strategic plan. We felt that until we had our, our new mission statement, um, we didn't have a jumping off point from which to develop the strategic plan. So the strategic plan has to be the kind of plan that really is owned by everyone involved in the school. So that means while it might be a board initiated document, it's something that the faculty, staff, students, parents, alumni, supporters um, believe in and live and breathe and respect. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one of the ways that we bring community voices into our school is through our board of trustees. If, we, if we're doing it well, our board of trustees is not going to be just filled with current parents in our school. Mm -hmm. It's important to have that diversity of voices of people who are ingrained in the day-to-day -day life of your school, but also with people who have some perspective and distance from your school so that mm -hmm. they might understand what's happening in other schools or in other parts of the Jewish community and have um, diverse opinions to contribute to conversations. Right, right. And I think I, I actually just read this article about this. I'm currently writing my dissertation at Yeshiva University. 
And I was just reading this article about this topic of who goes into Jewish educational leadership and what makes effective Jewish day school leadership across the board uh, with different stakeholders. And one of the things that was identified was you're never you're never going to build complete agreement on a lot of these policies and practices, right? Because you have such an eclectic and diverse you know range of opinions and views, right? You might, you're going to have parents who don't want Gemara taught in your school. This is an example given, and then you're going to have people who want more Gemara, right? That's always going to be sort of be there. So the way sort of like to make sure that we're that we're still building consensus is by consistently revisiting these topics to make sure that we're continuing the conversation. It's not sort of just like set it and forget it. This is where we are. See it, see it when your kid graduates at 18, right? This is a continuing conversation with these stakeholders and making them authentically feel involved and, and having a voice at the table is so important. And I imagine both of you in your work, that relationship building and that relationship maintenance, right, is probably a huge part of it. Totally agree. I mean, I think a lot of the work that we do is, is really talking to our stakeholders and finding out what they love about our school and what, what motivates them to give, what motivates them to send their students to our schools. Um, right. That's really, you know, hearing these stories and what motivates people. And I mean, there, there's a lot more in common than you would think. Um, you know, that it's, it's like, you know, this deep love of, you know, the Jewish people, um, Jewish education, our Jewish future. There, there's a lot that really binds us together um, more than those things that do, you know, divide that you talked about. But I'm, I feel very um, confident and optimistic that um, these day schools are very um, strong in what in our common uh, common goals. Yeah. What about in in your community, Mandy? How do you engage community stakeholders in your work? Well. The um, affiliated populations of Beth Villa are pretty broad because we are a school and a synagogue. So we have that advantage in that we have this very large modern Orthodox synagogue that's connected to our school. And so um, not only do we have our, our current parents and parents of alumni and alumni and staff and grandparents, but we also have this very vibrant congregation that we're connected to. So um, we do spend a lot of time and attention in making sure that our congregation also is a part of what we're doing as a school. And um, much of our philanthropic support comes from members of our congregation who believe in Jewish education. There's lots of feeding going back and forth. There's grandchildren of congregants coming to the school and there's new members of the congregation that are coming to the congregation through the school. So we're pretty symbiotic organization. Um, but we also try not to stay in our own bubble. There's a world outside of Beth Villa in Jewish Baltimore. And so we have some really important feeder organizations and Jewish communal organizations and foundations that support us. And like you said before, that's our number one job is to maintain and feed those relationships. And we do that with personal outreach, communicating about the success stories of our school, inviting people in when we can, holding events that showcase the best things that are happening at our school, and relying on other people to take advantage of the relationships they have as well. It Love can't it. be done with a team of three or five or 10. It has to be well beyond that. What, wait, what does that mean? Meaning it can't just be, for instance, the job of the admissions office to recruit mm. students. Mm -hmm. Our admissions team is a team of three. It has to be the job of everyone in the school to recruit and retain students right? because no three people could take on that job on their own. And similarly, development is not just the job of the development team and the marketing of the school is not just the job of the marketing team. It's everybody's responsibility. One of the consistent themes on the podcast is that people in positions of leadership, the most effective way for them to, to do their job well 
is to really build up other leaders, right? It's not the management, it's not the checking of the boxes and make sure that, you know, the trains are just running on time. It's really the leadership aspect of building up others, right? Uh, Lubaba Terebi said, right? We, leaders don't build followers, great leaders build leaders, right? And that's what I'm hearing both of you say too, that really getting everyone else on board to feel a sense of ownership, right? And a sense of autonomy and feeling deputized that, that we're leaders of this school too. That's really the highest form of this work, right? So to, to that end, who goes into this work? What are the skills necessary to come into this type of a job and really do it well? I mean, I, I really view myself at the core as a community organizer, mm. somebody that really, um, you know, loves, loves um, the Jewish people, the Jewish community. And I'm thrilled to be in this position at Goldock Academy to really, you know, organize different groups um, to support the mission of, you know, this amazing school. And that's actually one of the most favorite things that I do is when I, you know, um, help, you know, um, get somebody ready to, you know, to chair a committee or to go, you know, make an ask for a donation, give them the tools that they need. So I think Mandy really said it, um, you know, we have small staff teams, so we really rely a lot on you know, volunteers, board members, ambassadors, you know, parents, community members to really help us, um, you know, promote our mission and support our school. But I, I mean, I think, um, you know, it's very, Jewish communities in general need to really um, appreciate the tremendous roles that the day schools play in developing future leaders for the Federation, for the synagogues, the Jewish community. I mean, I'm constantly impressed by how, like the alumni of my own school have become you know, presidents of their Hillels and Chabads on campus, how they're, you know, synagogue presidents, presidents. I mean, we're, we're doing really important work in, you know, raising the future of the Jewish community in our day schools. So I think it's kind of like we're modeling this process in our schools. And I think the advancement teams are at the core of this important leadership development work. And I think the reverberations and is really like, exponential out there and it's really I think it's really making a you know an impact in the, in the Jewish world. Right. Stephanie and I had a colleague Jennifer Weinstock who now is in the federation system actually she um, was one of the founders of a group that Stephanie and I brought together um, of senior development professionals um, who've been working in Jewish day schools for a long time at big schools we, we felt that we needed um, to have access to one another, to learn from each other, and to create a network um, in our roles, because development in day schools can be a lonely place. We don't have huge teams, and we need to know what the best practices are at other schools. So we convened this group, which has continued today and really grown, which we're really excited about, and now is supported through Prisma. Um, but what I wanted to quote Jennifer Weinstock is saying is that the development office or your advancement teams need to be the most popular people in your school. You need to be the kind of people who people can relate to, are not intimidated by, but are respected and have a good grasp on the vision for the school and have, have an understanding of all the different stakeholders and why each of them are important. Great answer. It's a great answer. And I think that, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that that's a, that's a really good way for us to sort of uh, transition to the end of the conversation too. I think that Stephanie's point about sharing resources and, and Mandy also setting up the network, right? Um, and you said Prisma facilitates that conversation? Yeah, there's a senior development directors group that meets weekly, I believe now on Zoom. And it's become a pretty powerful forum for development directors to network with each other. I think that one of the byproducts of COVID has been that 
it has brought schools together, share resources, and hey, let's do these things together, and let's let's um, let's really work as a network. And I and I think that uh, it's my hope that those things continue, um, and to, to know that it's happening with uh, institutional advancement directors as well is really good because I know it's happening with a lot of heads of schools and principals and, and other types of school leaders. Um, so really, continue the work that you're doing. I, both of you echoed, and I, or both of you said, and I and I echo that. Um, you know, the work that, that you are both doing in your schools is really building the Jewish future. And that's an incredible, incredible investment. So we thank you for everything that you're doing and for taking some time today to share uh, your practice and why it's so important and why schools should really be investing in this uh, because it's an investment in their schools and it's ultimately investment in children. And as you said, the Jewish future. So thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. We hope you come back and join us again soon. Thank you again to Prisma for, uh, for allowing us to be on the platform. And we hope that uh, all of our listeners join us again next time too. As a reminder, it's uh, startupdayschool at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and hope again, like you said, uh, that you join us again next time. Have a great rest of the day. That was an amazing podcast. Thank you, Josh. For contact info and links from today's episode, check us out at prisma.org. Follow us on social media at prismacjds. Subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. And check out the Prisma Knowledge Center, our online place to find resources, templates, articles, reports, and research on all things day school for day school leaders.